raised in, in uh, communist, under a communist regime. Bulgaria was uh, uh, part of the Soviet Union. And for those of you uh, who don't uh, know geography, it's, it's basically between Turkey and Greece. All right. And the, uh, Paul probably walked. Yeah, Paul, the Apostle Paul and some of what you read in, in the New Testament and Acts took place, you know, where, where, where Mitko and Albania live. And so it's a, it's a place of rich history. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's, it's currently poverty is, is more <laughs> prominent now economically, but historically they're very rich. Um, and uh, I've known him for many years. His ministry is called Mega Joy. So we're believing <clears throat> that uh, you're going to bring joy, but he has such a great message, a, a word of God, and we've, we've loved to have him. So please welcome him with all your heart. Come on up, Pastor Mitko. Give us a word. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful morning. It's gorgeous and beautiful because of you, because of your glory, presence, because of your love, which is so rich on us, and your grace, we give you the glory, Father. Thank you for supporting our lives. Thank you for giving your blood, your body, your life for us to sustain us and to give us life abundant. We declare that in our life we'll have victory and we will overcome and we will be victorious in every area of our lives because you paid it all and you paid the whole price, so we might live in the abundance of your glory. Amen. Praise God. It's so good to see you again, to be together. Oh, I'm so excited. It's always something for us to be with your church and your ministry. I don't know why, but uh, something special. It's, it, it has to be the Lord, definitely. No other reason. Father, thank you. Bless the world. And, and, and we declare that uh, there is fatness, there is fatness in the world which can sustain even the marrow of our bones. Our hearts will overflow with hope, with courage, with confidence and joy in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Um, just let me see the time, okay? Uh, that's important uh, because another shift is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Um, I, I want to start uh, with two verses from the New Testament just to open uh, the Word and just to lay a foundation for the Scriptures. So let me first read Romans 8, 6. This is the Amplified Bible. Now, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. And then the word says, but the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. <laughs> the mind of the Holy Spirit, the intention of the Holy Spirit, the passion and the desire of the Holy Spirit, the will of the Holy Spirit is to give you life and peace both now and forever. Another verse from the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 3 to 7 says, Be anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I will repeat this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Not in the world. If you are in Christ Jesus, God will, 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 will keep your minds, your hearts in the, in the peace of Jesus, which He worked out for us. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Now, these verses are encouraging us to trust the Lord, to lean on Him, and to have peace at all times. Amen? Even in the storms of life, even in the storms of life, we can have peace which surpasses knowledge. Because the reasoning of the mind doesn't help sometimes. But something deep inside us will speak with a small, uh, tiny voice speaking to us that God is still in control. And this is a great story given to us in the Old Testament, so, so many stories, and all of them, all of them have the purpose to encourage us, to guard us in the, uh, I mean, in the intentions of the Lord, and to protect us uh, from the world, and to give us blessings. So this story I want to share with you uh, is with a purpose uh, to understand more about this peace God is talking about. And uh, in the Old Testament, there was a great man of God named Elisha. And Elisha was a successor of his uh, teacher, Elijah, the prophet. And he had a double portion of the power and the anointing of Elijah. And so many signs, wonders, and miracles performed and given by his ministry. So the Bible tells us, uh, this is a story found, let me see, uh, in... in, in, in uh, Four kings, second kings. I, I'm always confused because uh, uh, in the Bulgarian Bible uh, we have uh, all the books. We don't have First Samuel, Second Samuel. We have First Kings, Second Kings, Third Kings, Four Kings. <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird. Anyway, that that's uh, Second Second Kings, Second Kings uh, four, chapter four. Many stories in chapter 4, but one of them is about the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman was very rich and prominent lady. But in the natural, she wasn't able to have the joy and to experience the joy of having and embracing a child. So for all her life, she was devastated in that area of her life. She had everything, riches, uh, um, being famous, and all, almost all all con content. Uh, and at one point, Elisha was coming uh, often to visiting that city. And she realized that there is something special about this man. You know, there is something special about God. There is something special about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There is something special, unique, unusual, and extraordinary, and supernatural about the church, about the gospel, about the Bible and the prayer. That's why we have to embrace always and to receive what God has for us to give us His blessings in the face of all these things. I mentioned already. So she realized that there is something special about Elisha. So, and he, he was like a stranger 
for the city. So she, she, she decided to make a small room for him, the, the long story short, and, and, and to, to accommodate every time Elisha comes to the city, he would be invited and there was a place for him, like a comfort inn, you know, just table, bed, lampstand, everything required for life and godliness. So she provided for him. She provided by the permission of her husband. So every time Elisha comes to, to, to the place, uh, he, he rests and he's provided and he feels great. At, at one point, you know, he said, let's do something for that woman. She has been gracious uh, to us all these days. And he, he asked his servant, what can we do for her? And, and the servant said, well, her husband is old. She doesn't have a son. So maybe... Maybe God will bless her. And Elisha called the lady and proclaimed and declared that next springtime, I love springtime. Springtime is awesome. Springtime is a breakthrough to your life. After every spiritual winter, springtime is coming. You can have a breakthrough through the power of God. So he said, next year, that time, which was the springtime, you will embrace a son in your uh, bosom. And, and, and she said, don't lie to your servant. That's impossible. How it's going to happen? But it happened. Praise yeah. God. It happened. Yeah. God can take control even over your unbeliefs, discouragements, yeah. and, and whatever. He is stronger. That's why we need Him. Yeah. Don't, don't, we, we don't rely even on our faith. It's all by grace. The Bible says He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Yeah. He can... He can uh, hold you and he can be powerful over your faith till the end. Trust him. So next year, springtime, she embraced the sun. And she, she was so satisfied. She was so blessed. And the, the Bible says that the child grew and, and one day went to his father on the field. But uh, probably received a sunstroke or something uh, happened. Got sick and, and the father sent the boy back to his mom. And till noontime, the Bible says, the boy uh, died in the lap of his mom. Wow, that's not good. Now, the story gets very interesting and intensive. Because this story is, is miraculous. It's extraordinary. It's supernatural. These are the stories we need to hear today. I'm sick and tired of hearing uh, just uh, news and, and things on the natural level about what's going to follow because this and because of that. You, you, you know, our story is not natural. Our story is not written by the politics, is not written by the economists. It's, not, it's written with the blood of the Lamb. It's written with the Holy Glorious One who, for, for whom nothing is impossible. And our story still continues still to be supernatural, extraordinary. We are not existing on a natural level. So, instead of just being totally, uh, uh, what, uh, shocked, uh, devastated, and, and freaking out, the lady took total control over the situation. What a spiritual power. What a peace. What a control. She is such a great example for every one of us. Yeah. I'm telling you honestly, sometimes this lady is much, much greater than the New Testament believer. But we have to possess more power in the face of the baptism of the Holy Spirit than her. So she is a great encouragement. Now, the boy is dead. It's done deal. It's gone. What shall we do? 
instead of freaking out and just uh, starting wailing and, and, and murmuring or whatever, she, she sends her servant uh, as soon as possible uh, to provide a vehicle. In that time it was a donkey. Okay? And she asked for permission from her husband to go to the man of God on the mountain. That's awesome. That's awesome. The husband doesn't know what's going on. The husband is asking questions. What, what's the reason? Why, why, why going? It's not Saturday. It's not a feast. It's not a celebration. There is no special reason. And now something unique starts. For first time in my life, I was doing ordinary things uh, in the house. You know, cleaning and things like that. And God spoke to me. Go and check that story. I will teach you something. I, I, I left the, the work. I left the duties. Sat, opened my Bible. Opened concordances and, and things like that. And God told me this story. It's all, all of Him. I ne- I've, I've read that story tens of times. Never seen what God showed me. Praise God. It's so sweet. Now the husband asked, why going? Why, why, why? There is no reason. And you know, from that moment, the lady takes control over the situation as spiritual power and authority. Now, in the Bible, uh, our translations, the interesting thing is that in our translations, uh, she answers like uh, it is... It is all well, it is well, it is okay, it is fine, don't worry. So called, so to say. But in the Hebrew Bible, if you go to the original language, you will be amazed to see that uh, she's asking, uh, uh, she's answering the asking of her husband with one word alone. She says, Shalom. There is no, it is well, it's gonna be well, nothing like that. One word declared, shalom, shalom to your mind, shalom to my heart, shalom to the situation, shalom to that moment. You know what shalom means on Hebrew? Shalom is one of the greatest Hebrew words in the Bible. Shalom means peace, but not the peace we, we, we usually imagine or, or thinking. God's peace is, is so vast. Is so fathomless. God's peace uh, uh, affects every area, every every corner of our lives. It is peace over your finances. It is peace over your family. It is peace over your over your heart, your mind, over over your consciousness, worries, uh, over your health. It affects every area you can imagine. So. Proclaiming shalom, it means shalom, it means peace over the whole life, which is including life and godliness and whatever in it. Then she rides the donkey and, and, and she goes to the man of God. Now, listen, it's very interesting. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, God is awesome. God is absolutely awesome. Now, she approaches the, 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 um, the mountain. And from the top of the mountain, the first to see the Shunammite is the man of God. 
And in the moment he realized that she's coming and that it is the Shunammite woman, he calls to his servant and he, said, he says to his servant, See, the Shunammite woman, woman is coming. There has to be a, a reason for that. And he sent his servant to meet her. And he sent him and he said, Go meet her and I will quote the English Bible. But then we will go to the original. In the English Bible, it is said, go ask her, is, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? And is it well with your child? And the servant runs down, and according to our Bibles, our translations, uh, he says, he meets the Shunammite woman. He, he, he says, hello, welcome. And then he says, is it well with you? Is it well w- w- with your husband? Is it well? with the child, but actually this is not found in the original. If you find a uh, 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 King James Bible with strong numbers, you see that there is no question in the original. Actually, actually, the woman was met by the servant with a greetings. And the greetings were in the original language like, Shalom on you, Shalom on your husband, Shalom on your child. The man of God sent the servant down to meet the Shunammite woman. She came with the mind of Shalom. Amen? Already, her heart, there was Shalom in her heart. There was Shalom on her mind. And she was received, and she was met, and she was, uh, uh, she was greeted with Shalom. Isn't that awesome? It is amazing. It's, it's way different than what these questions we have in, the, in our Bible. But that's the way the translators decided to translate it to make sense to us. But on the Hebrew, it's just shalom to you, shalom to your child, shalom to your husband. What the lady answers? The lady answers with one word, shalom. And then God said to me, Count, count the shaloms, how many shaloms we have. And I counted them. Once she declared shalom to her husband. Three times shalom from above, from the man of God, through the servant, declared on her. And the final answer, shalom, by her mouth, we have five times shalom. And then God said, you know, in a situation of trouble, in a situation of grief and, and, and anxiety and problems, what we read again and again and again, what comes to our ears, to our eyes and, and hearts, what we see instead of hearing of mum, murmuring, instead of hearing of wailing and travailing and all kind of things like that, we hear in the situation again and again, again and again, five times one word repeated in the original, Shalom. Isn't that kind of a weird? Instead of reading for gloom and doom and, and dark things and bad things, again and again one word exists. One word is presented to our attention and captures our attention. And it is the word Shalom, Shalom, Shalom here, Shalom there. Shalom again and again over all the situation. That's just amazing. It's amazing. God's 
Shalom can take control and can come again and again and guard our hearts and keep us in time of trouble. God wants to reign over your situation. And five, listen, five, the number five always speaks about grace. There's so many reasons someone would ask why. Uh, there's so many reasons, but just want to mention that Jesus had five main wounds on his body, like marks. He was pierced. Uh, on, on the side, and he had uh, he, he had been pierced on, on on his hands and feet both. So all the all the the, the wounds uh, you you can count uh, five, and it speaks about grace because by grace we are saved, we are healed, and by His stripes we are healed. And and so many reasons, you know, the 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 the, the Bible speaks about a house of mercy. Uh, a pool called Bethesda, which translated means a house of mercy, which had five entrances. Five entrances in which entrances and porches uh, lamed and crippled people uh, waited for the water to, by angel to be moved so they can be healed. And so many reasons I don't have time to explain about the number five. But you can Google it and it will work for you, no problem. Praise God. It's easy today. You don't have to be a prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Five times. God's grace reigns. Listen to this. People think that grace is compromising and going softer on sin. That's not right. The Bible gives us different perspective. The Bible in the New Testament book of Romans says, Grace reigns through righteousness. And if grace reigns, sin doesn't. Because grace reigns, it is above every, every situation, above every uh, obstacle. And it, it, it reigns not through our righteousness. That's the good news. It reigns through Christ's righteousness, which is inputted into our account. Five times shalom. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for your rich, fat portion of shalom God wants to give you, which is beyond comprehension, to guard your heart, to guard your mind, so you can take control over the situation by peace, be still, and know that I am God. Glory Jesus. Glory Jesus. He's awesome. He's awesome, God. There is a verse in the Bible which is famous. It's, it's an awesome verse, which, a declaration which says, I found David, says the Lord, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. And, uh, you know, isn't that awesome uh, statement? David was a man after God's own heart. It means every intention, every Desire, every will God had and kept in his heart, David was after it, wholly, wholeheartedly. And you know, God is a God of peace. Amen? So if we want to be people after God's own heart, we have to go after joy, peace, righteousness, all these awesome things. We have to pursue them and, and follow them. God's heart wants to give us peace. So the lady, instead of, like I said, instead of freaking out, the lady took control, power and authority over the situation by trusting 
that everything is going to be well. Yeah. I, one of the favorite old hymn, hymns I, I love is, It is well with my soul. Yeah. It's such a great, such a great hymn. It is well with my soul. It was sung by a rich man who has been through so many problems and troubles. He, the, the song was sung right in the ocean, in the place where the two daughters of that man sunk and, and being drawn by a shipwreck. And he went to that place on the way to England, from the United States to England. And when the, the ship approached the place where the shipwreck took place, he went on the uh, deck of, of, the, of the, the ship and he sung that hymn to the Lord, It is well with my soul. It is well. Nothing, nothing of this world will overcome. No anxieties, no worries, no troubles are greater than your peace which guards my heart. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Father. So, she declares, Peace on my child. Shalom on my husband. Shalom on me. It's shalom, praise God. Then she is received by the man of God. And, and she, she goes and she, she asks one question. One question. Was it, was it my asking, was it, was it my idea, this child? Did I ask for a child? No, it was you who gave me that joy, that satisfaction. It was you who gave me that blessing. You were the reason for that boy. Now the boy is dead. It wasn't me. Come back and take control over what you were able to give me one, you can give, me, give it to me again. Now, I mean, why the lady had such a great faith that everything's going to be okay? Because she knew that the man of God who was able w once to resurrect and revive and bless that dead womb and that dead husband will be able to do it once more and once again. And there is hope in this story for us. And there is hope today in the Lord for us, for every one of us, for this nation. If God was able to do it once, if God was able to start it, He is able to do it again and again. And He is able to complete it, praise God. We have hope because it was the Lord who opened the dead womb. It was the Lord who brought resurrection and new life. And He can revive it. And he, if He had the power for breakthrough in the beginning, He still possessed the power and the capability to sustain it and to bring it to perfection. Amen. That's why she said, you were, way, you were able once. To, 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 to do a miracle and, and to give me new life in my home. Why not coming back and, and, and bless the child? I mean, it's more easy to resurrect a dead boy than to, to, to just to release power to resurrect a dead womb. She had confidence. Listen to this. This is the lesson. Blessing, joy, new life. Righteousness, our soul prosperity, all these blessings, they were not our own intention, invention, or idea. Amen? It was all God's idea. Salvation is from the Lord, is of the Lord. 
Salvation belongs to the Lord. It was all His idea. If He was able once to resurrect you with Christ, to give you life, to bless you, to lift you up, don't you think that today He still has and possesses the, the same intention towards you and that He is able and well capable to sustain it and to do it once Again and once again in your life. It doesn't matter how low you have reached in your spiritual status or soul status or bad boy status, whatever. You know, I'm telling you, God is able once again to come down and bring it to restoration. Full restoration. Isaiah 61, there is a promise given that the ruins the, from many generations will be lifted up and restored fully. Isn't that awesome? That's the power of the anointing. Bringing restoration after the image of His beloved Son. And she, she grabbed the man of God and she said, Come down and, 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 and restore the, the original. The original. We are always after the original. If the original is gone, you can go back to the Lord and ask Him to come down. And I'm promising you, if you come with peace to the Lord, because He is the Lord of peace, you will be received and met with peace. And the, the story will end in peace and shalom. Praise God. Don't murmur. Don't complain. Always take control over your mind and your heart by the shalom of God. Because those who come to Him, they must Believe that God is a good God and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So she went with that, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in that manner and she was well received and she was blessed. And then He said to the servant, run down, run down quickly and, and, and take my staff and, and, and just uh, meet the boy at the place where it, it is laid down. And place my staff over, over him. But, but she, she said, no, my Lord, I won't let you stay here. If you don't come, I, I will not leave you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, so many substitutes in our lives. Hello. So many substitutes. I'm not satisfied until it is him. Until it is him. Don't, don't be satisfied with the... The, the, with angels, with prophecies, with miracles, with vision. Be satisfied only with Him and by Him alone, personal. And, and He descended. He said, I will come. I will come. God is still ready to make the effort to come down and visit you and to have fellowship with you, to dine with you and you to dine with Him. Isn't that awesome? So she went down. She, she went down and he entered and she saw the boy laid on his bed. Now, there is a question. Why she, brought, why she brought the boy at his room on his bed? If you go, Whoo, that's so sweet. That's so powerful. Thank you, Father. Do you think this small head is capable of thinking things like that? I always make jokes with my small head and say, don't, 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 don't make fun with my small head because it, it, it serves a great, great, great God. 
But you see, do you remember how the boy was conceived and how the boy was, was promised? Elisha was laying on his bed. That was the place from which all the blessings, all, all, all the promises were pronounced, declared and given. While he was laying on that bed, the word of God proceeded from his mouth and reached the, the lady. And that was the place from where everything had started and begun. And she brought the, the, the boy at the mouth, at the source of life, from where the, the life was pronounced. Isn't that awesome? Every time, every time something is like dying, something is like fading away, we have a source, we have a beginning, we have a place where to start all over again. It's the cross. It's the cross. It's the cross on which Jesus finished His work and He said it is finished. It is consumed and He rested on that cross. He gave His bread, uh, bread away. But on that cross He pronounced it is finished. We can go and we can declare and we can start all over again with peace in our hearts and our minds and then the bible the bible says he entered in the room he saw the boy lay down on his bed and instead of commanding or praying he did something uh, very unusual uh, he prostrated himself over the boy and and the the way he prostrated himself is, is very unique the bible says eyes to eyes Mouth to mouth and hands to hands. He was certain that this is the way he will, he will overlay his personality and impart his personality over the dead boy. Isn't that interesting? We, we could be satisfied just to know that he laid over the body. But the Bible says, no, he placed his eyes over the eyes of the boy. The boy. His mouth he, he, he put his mouth over the mouth of the boy and his hands over his hand. And then God spoke to me and he said, every time we need restoration, every night, every time we need revival or renewal, you know, put God's point of view over your point of view. Put God's eyes in the way he sees things over the way we see things because his ways are greater and above over the way we're thinking and we understand. See things through God's perspective. Then he put his mouth on the mouth of the boy. And you know what? Speak, what? Speak the word of God. Speak the word which proceeds from God's mouth. In our situations, when we are challenged and troubled, we have to have the mouth of the Lamb of God, not of the dragon. We have to speak like the Lamb. Praise God. Praise God. Lay the word of God to be, to be I mean, released and imparted into your mouth. The Bible speaks about the bride that, the bride in the Song of Solomon, that honey and milk are under your tongue. Yeah. Honey and milk. What's that? The fruit of the promised land. Yeah. It is all by promise, not by efforts. Enter into God's promise. Speak milk and honey. Speak and proclaim the goodness of the Lord upon your situation. Speak sweetness, restoration, and everything is going to be shalom. Praise God. And the last thing is uh, he laid his hands over the hands of the boy. And that's God's activity. That's God's power. The Bible says, is my hand shortened? 
I am still capable. I am still the same. I am still Jehovah Jara. I am still God is my provision. God is my strength, my refuge, my rock. Oh, my salvation in whom I rejoice. Put the hand of God over your capabilities, abilities, expectation. By Him, by Him, all things are possible for me because He is beside me to help Him, to help me. His strength is mine. God is my strength. Are you ready this morning to receive the eyes of the Lord, the mouth of the Lord, and His hand to be laid on your hands? Give your hands. Give your heart. Give me the heart of David. Give me the heart of the prophet. Give me the heart of Jesus. Confirm my heart after the image of your Son, O Lord. I declare that I will see what you see. I will have what you have. I will think what you think. And I declare that your shalom is going to be my shalom. Your peace is going to be my peace, O Lord. And put your hand over my hand so I would be able to perform and to do. Because you are the one who makes me to will and to do. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.